Good morning, everyone. I'm Nate Went. And this is Jetta Sawicki. And I'm Laura Purdy. And welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. We're joined here by Anna Melter and Allison Costanzo. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> We're here to talk about the Walkable Downtown, which is a collaborative effort between the St. Charles History Museum and the Downtown St. Charles Partnership. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna, you know, talk a little bit about that, so let's get right into it. Uh, so take us through a little bit of the history of the Walkable Downtown. Uh, where did the idea come from, and the, where was the process of putting it together? So the idea started about three years ago with the Marketing and Planning Committee about how we could get more people actually moving on their feet versus in their cars in St. Charles to appreciate everything that we have to offer. It was a collaborative effort. We decided we wanted to do this and through the marketing committee from the downtown partnership, we met with the History Museum and decided how we would move forward with this project. So how did you choose uh, which buildings to include? So the museum already had our current walking tour and uh, when we were approached by the partnership to collaborate on this, uh, Laura and I sat down and looked through our current walking tour and evaluated where we needed, you know, we were trying to fill in yeah. gaps. We wanted to try and keep a building, at least one building on a, each block, right? Okay. Yep. And so the tour, uh, we, we talked about it and thought it was appropriate to start at the east side as number one and move forward in all 27 sites. And it was really easy to pick the sites because there's a lot of great history in downtown St. Charles. And uh, we really we wanted to also keep them um, pretty much on Route 64 or Main Street. A couple of them deviate because they're interesting um, right, right. landmarks. Right. But I think that's what's great about the tour is that it has the possibility of evolving. And it's, it's great to focus on downtown, the historic district, which that's where most of all of downtown sits is in the central district. There's three historic districts in St. Charles, and all of downtown is the original cladding of St. Charles. And so uh, it made sense to stick to the central historic district. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, so, you know, you talked a little bit about the, you know, how this could evolve. You know, is there any chance of uh, possibly adding other buildings or information along on those tours? So our old walking tour uh, that we used to model this tour off of uh, has other sites that are off Main Street. And there is the possible um, ability to expand into the other neighborhoods within, you know, off of 64, off the Central District. Uh, the fact that there are three historic districts uh, in St. Charles, there's a lot of great homes that necessarily don't even sit in historic districts but are historically relevant to the history of St. Charles. Pottawatomie Park, for example, that doesn't sit in the Central District, but it's the first public park in Illinois. Great. would be a great addition down the line to add. Okay. Right. Very nice. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of history that people don't know about St. Charles. That's why this is so amazing and such a great collaborative effort that we did to try and get some of that information out there. Right. Yeah. And speaking of the information, you know, where where did where did you guys get it? You know, obviously probably for some records that you guys have. The museum is really fortunate that we have a, a large archive, uh, but we were able to work a lot with the the library. They actually on their website have all of the historic sites. Oh, uh, that nice. are landmarked within St. Charles that are part of, uh, they've been designated by the Historic Commission here in St. Charles. And so we were able to, the, we were able to work with their information as well as our information that we have uh, in the archive. Uh, all of the historic photos come from the museum's uh, collection. 
and we have roughly 18,000 um, artifacts in the archive. Those are paper objects, so photographs, primary documents. Right. Uh, that's not including our 3D object collection, but it was really great to um, be able to pull some of this information that uh, not necessarily had, was at the library, but what we had. Right. So what was it pretty pretty challenging to, to find all that and kind of put it together, or was it, you know, uh, pretty accessible? Uh, our collection isn't necessarily digitized, and so we actually had to go through the collection and, and digitize a good portion of it. So we had that information available uh, for this project. Uh, this is one of our initiatives that we're working on in terms of making the collection more accessible. Okay. Uh, but... That takes time, and so right. it's, this, is, this <laughs> mm-hmm. forces to do some of that, which is great, and it's, yeah. it's a work in progress. Also, one of the things, Allison, I was hoping you could touch on is how we chose what information was to go on the signs versus you can actually pull up the information mobily, right? Yeah, so uh, due to the size of the signs, uh, we could only fit 150 words. But each site has a lot more history to it than just 150 words. Right. Otherwise, you'd have these giant you'd signs these that giant would cover signs. these. <laughs> so on uh, the museum's website, uh, www.stcmuseum.org, you can click the events section on our website, and you go to the historic walking tour. And each site is on the website with additional information, uh, more than 150 words. And so you can learn more about each of these sites in more uh, more depth. What's great about our website is it, it's uh, mobile adaptable. So when you pull our website up on your phone, it becomes mobile uh, for your phone. Okay. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's cool that I don't think we've mentioned also is that signs are all numbered. So you can pick it at any, you can join the tour at any number of the signs, but right. just so you know where your next sign is going to be it's there's a map on the website as well right. there's, there's a map on the website and we uh, put together a nice little brochure that we work with a partnership on that we have available at the museum and you can pick that up um, when we're open we also have some copies here at city hall and uh, that way you know where every location is right and there's 27 cool. signs along the way yeah okay. yeah 27 cool. number signs so. 27 number signs that go from fifth uh, avenue to 4th Street. Okay. Very nice. So, Anna, I know that in the um, in our marketing and promotions committee, we had discussed this probably about a year and a half, and one of your initiatives was to, um, to do this. Can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of doing the walkable downtown? So, I'm newer to St. Charles, and I noticed people don't walk. People drive. They drive from Smitty's to the museum. It's two blocks away. And I was trying to think of ways that we could get more people engaged in the community as a family. So nothing specific. And history and architecture is everyone can enjoy it and appreciate it. So my thought was to get people out and experiencing it. And walking. Walking. Walking's big. Everyone has a watch now that counts their steps. And getting their steps in and getting their stairs in and how many miles do they go and how is their heart rate doing and this is a way to incorporate that. So in addition to the walking, what do you see are some of the benefits of this walking tour for St. Charles and the community? So for people even that live within St. Charles that may not be familiar with all the great restaurants that are out there, with the parks that are out there, with the businesses that are out there. You know, you may own a business and need to have printing done, but you've never walked downtown, so you don't know the button man is there. 
you may need a dress for a special occasion and not know that Jeans and a Cute Top Shop is downtown. You may need groceries, a specific something you're looking for, and you might not know the Blue Goose is there because you've never gotten out and you've never walked it. You don't know it because you've not lived it. You've not experienced it. It's an experience. It's an experience. Absolutely. And it also helps us learn more about the buildings that are so cool in downtown and some of the history, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, it's an easy, accessible way to learn about our downtown, which I think is so cool. All right. So we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Hello, everyone. This is Nate Wendt with your Break Between the Podcast. Thank you all for listening to our fourth episode. We hope you enjoy it. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, please let us know at info at downtownsdcharles.org. And now for a bit of news and promotions. Holiday homecoming applications for the Electric Christmas Parade are now being accepted. Please send us an application, entry insurance form, and an entry payment to be in the parade. Businesses are $275. DSEP members are $150. And nonprofits are $25. All checks can be made out to the Downtown St. Charles Partnership. All forms for the Holiday Homecoming Parade can be found on our website, www.downtownstcharles.org. And speaking of forms, we have an online registration available for entries this year. We're super excited to launch it, and it can also be found on our Holiday Homecoming page. The Downtown St. Charles Employee Discount Card is available and will allow for all employees and dedicated volunteers within Downtown St. Charles to enjoy 10% off any participating downtown business services. These deals can run from Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., unless otherwise noted on our website, downtownstcharles.org backslash employee dash discount dash card. This website page also includes a list of participating businesses. The Downtown St. Charles Partnership is excited to announce the launch of our Happy Hour Hub webpage, which will be featured on our website. Check it out to find a great list of deals and specials during Happy Hour. If you're a downtown business whose Happy Hour information isn't on the webpage, please contact us at info at downtownstcharles.org. We would be happy to include your information. Lastly, if you are interested in coming on the podcast, please let us know at info at downtownstcharles.org. We would welcome any downtown St. Charles businesses, their employees, any volunteers, or anyone involved with DSCP events, or anyone involved with the city to come on down and share your thoughts with us. That's it for the break. Let's get right back into the podcast. Um, so Anna, I'm going to ask you a question now. If there was one building in St. Charles that you could have all the historical information on, which one would it be? Well, when I moved into St. Charles, I moved into the old Judd Mansion, and I'm hungry to learn everything I can, so that would be my building. The Judd Mansion. The Judd and Mansion. that's on? Sixth, Sixth, between Ohio and Indiana. Okay. 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 Well, maybe Allison can help you out with that. <laughs> we've been working on it. It's uh, it's a slow process. You know, we're we're slowly working on putting all of, you know digitizing and you know cross referencing what we have. But we have some information in the library just too. It's been great to work with the library in terms of some of the things that they have. There's some things that we have, they have, we don't, they do. And I mean, who in this room knew that we even had a, the largest, one of the largest cattle ranchers in St. Charles? Not I. Not me. <laughs> 
So, Allison, can you tell us a little bit about the inaugural walking tour that we had last week and how it went? Well, it was a great partnership uh, with not only the downtown partnership and the museum, but also the St. Charles Public Library, which is stop number one. And we hosted the kickoff in the Carnegie Room, which was the original library uh, here in St. Charles. And it was such an honor because they actually opened up the front doors to the Carnegie Library, which they never do. And yeah, so I think great. it was it the was first time in, what, 10, 10 years? It's, it's great to have uh, to be able to do that because uh, it's a beautiful building. It's a, uh, they did a lot of uh, restoration on that section of the building. Uh, I think it was about 20 years ago, roughly, mm-hmm. that they uh, originally the space had turned into storage, but they worked really hard on restoring it to making it a great space for it's functions and yeah. um, programs. We do actually a lot of partnerships with the library, and we have a number of programs that we're working with them. Very cool. Um, but it was great because people got to. There's a lot of people who've never been in that room. No. And I, I've never been in that room before, it's and great I was space. like, "Yeah, it's very cool." And uh, Jenna, uh, the executive director for the downtown partnership, and I uh, did a little kickoff uh, and just told everyone um, what a great experience this was. We wanted people to experience it as we intended. People, you know, not necessarily us guiding them through it, but using the signs, experiencing it, right. walking downtown. And really just seeing what it was all about on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I love doing guided tours, but the whole purpose of this is you don't need a guide from the History Museum to walk our downtown. You, right. you can learn a lot of information about the signs, where they're fi- you know, where you can find them. And uh, we had, what, I think it was about 40 people, 40, right. 40 people, and a little over. one thing that was amazing was the demographics. So yeah. who Across showed up? We had the mayor there. We had a couple of aldermen, which was wonderful. Uh, kids and um, you know, like seniors. seven to seventy. It I was would say. A, it was a great mix. Mm-hmm. And what was really special is um, on Saturday at the museum, I got a call from uh, someone who actually did the walking tour, and they said how amazing it was that we had put this together, that they learned so much about downtown that they didn't know, like. St. Charles being the pivotal capital of the world. They really uh, couldn't wait to tell their friends at church and planned on passing on their brochure to their friends. That's amazing. And that, those are the stories we want to hear. Oh, that's and, awesome. And uh, just getting that one-on-one feedback. Because we did ask everyone who participated in the walking tour uh, at the kickoff that we want their feedback. We want to know what people think. We want to make this better. We want it uh, to learn from it. Uh, yep. We want people to have a good experience with it. And this is something new. We haven't done this before, and so we know that uh, we can always make things better. Mm-hmm. We want people to engage with downtown, though, engage yeah. with the signs and, and walk it. Yeah, and Absolutely. one thing that I thought was really cool that you guys, or that you said, Allison, was, you know, with the flyers, you know, not to, to throw them out, but to actually give them to a friend. You know, I think that's really cool in terms of just reusing it and, you know, um, and also promoting, you know, be going down to St. Charles and, you know, getting to be a part of this uh, experience. Absolutely. You know, repurposing the buildings. We learned a lot. Yeah. How many of the buildings were repurposed? So yeah. a, lo- a lot of our buildings in downtown St. Charles have seen many uh, lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really special about our downtown is that, you know, you, you see other communities where you don't have as old of buildings as we do here in St. Charles. Uh there is a real love for the preservation of historic St. Right. Charles. Right. And I think there's, a, I think with the science, I think people are even more aware of just how 
historic downtown St. Charles is and how special yeah. it really is. Yeah. I think one of the things that I learned that I thought was so interesting was above Rocket Fizz, or where Rocket Fizz is, it used to be a wagon shop. Yeah. Who knew? It's so cool. And and then that was also the home to Blue Goose, right? It was the home of Blue Goose. It was the home of the Clink's Wagon Shop. and uh, But it was the first location for Blue Goose. And so cool. Blue Goose is celebrating their 90th anniversary. There's a lot of 90s here in St. Yeah. Charles mm-hmm. this yeah. year. Yeah, Hotel very, Baker, very one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so Anna, you yes, mentioned your favorite building in St. Charles. Can you tell us a little bit more, because I have heard that it could be possibly haunted. Can you tell us any special stories? Yes, it is haunted. Um, There is a ghost. He stands in my kitchen looking out the window. So he's facing, looking out west and a little north. And I always see his back. And he's definitely Civil War era. And he has a band around, a leather strap around his waist. And there's a hook and there's a chain on his right side. So wait a minute. How can you tell he's Civil War era? I want to know more about that. Is it how he's dressed? Just no. It's how he's dressed. It's... Does he have a cap on? He does not have a cap on. He's African American. He's definitely a slave or was slaved in... I don't think it was the Judd Mansion because it wasn't there at that time. But there was a house that um, Allison from the museum is looking into that was on that property before. Okay. And then, right. you know, there's rumor about the Underground Railroad, and I just, I know he is, but he will not show me his face. Hmm. Do you feel like it's residual energy, like he's just going about his day? Like, or do you think, like, he knows you're there, or are you guys aware of each other, or do you think that he's, like, he's just in time every day, and he's just doing his stuff? Oh, he knows I'm there. He will not turn around. He becomes a little more stiff when I approach him. Oh, my gosh. I have total chills. (laughs) I'm like, seriously, I I would show. But he's not. He's very, you can tell he's kind. You can tell he's gentle. Now, has anybody else seen him besides you? Yes, the person who lived there before me. (laughs) It's like an episode of the the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's also something really cool in our building that I would like to get uncovered. So there was an artist... Or do you remember his name? I don't remember his name, but I remember you talking about it. We'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll put the the, the Scooby. So, anyways, we painted the Judd family in their dining room, sitting around the table. There's a mural on the wall in the dining room. Hmm. Oh my gosh. And so, and how did you find out about that? At the library. Oh, okay. See what you can learn when you go to the library. (laughs) (laughs) They have the most helpful staff at the library. Now, your daughter was living with you this summer before she was going to law school. Did yes. she ever see the ghost or feel the ghost? She felt and heard the ghost. And what what did what was he doing? Was he just working? She said she heard his chains jingling. Was she alone? Was she freaked out? Or she's pretty tough though. She's tough. She like her mama. She's tough. She looked that ghost in the eye. I was just like, no. he won't look he us won't in the eye. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Him. She she looked at the back of his head and was just like, oh yeah. And it's okay. really interesting. He's about five foot ten, probably about, he's very slight, probably about 150, 160 pounds. Anna has seen him. And does he stay in the kitchen? That's he what I want to know. He stays okay. in the right. kitchen looking okay. out that window. Okay. Well, that's good. So it's west and a little north is where he's looking. So I mm-hmm. don't know what he's looking at, but he's intently looking at something. And have you tried to talk to him? And I he doesn't, have. He doesn't then respond. it goes away. Have you tried to, like, see or go to a place where th- that he's, like, looking at? Like, when he's looking out the window, do you, like, see his eyes, like... His eye lines? Yes. I could 
I could. I guess I suppose I could. We could walk there. We could have a field trip one day. Really excited. Adventure. Adventure away. You know, maybe there's a different way you could communicate with them because there was a, there's a there's a house down the street that has a ghost as well. And every time that the person who lived there would put the towel on the rack, he would drop it because he did not like that towel on the rack. And that was her way of communicating with him to know he was there and stuff because she couldn't see him. She could just feel his presence. Maybe tonight you should go um, and put a rag like on the kitchen counter and say, hey, if you are happy or if you are sad or if you need help. Or, I mean, maybe, obviously, yes or no answers, because ghosts would probably be easier for him to communicate. But <laughs> if you could do, do you need help? Move the rack. Because maybe That's he's great stuck. Idea. I yeah. did see him once, so his reflection, it was dark. So I could see his reflection. God, his I'm so freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> so I could, if I could draw, which I can't. I mean, I saw his forehead and his hairline, but it's about his, but I didn't. That's all he would let you see. In the reflection, I saw it in the window. I mean, I guess that's nice that he's a, a, a chill ghost, not one of the no, like poltergeists or something. No, he's very gentle. And he's Aww. definitely trying. He wants me to know he's there. All right. Wow, that's really interesting, Anna. Yeah. Just another big part of uh, our history here in St. Charles. Who knows where, where else we have ghosts lingering about. Um, Allison, I'm sure you can, you have a lot of history at your fingertips. But if there was one building that you could have all the historical information on, which one would it be? You know what? I love our building. I love the McCormick Oil Company building that the St. Charles History Museum resides in. You want to talk about a building that's seen a, you know, a lifespan you know, it's 90 years old as well, and it's a great story that has seen such love and care and being repurposed after, you know, its use as a gas station was over to house the museum. I think it's a great story, and it's, and it's a great building. It's right, mm-hmm. here on, right here on Main Street. A lot of people, it's so funny, drive past and like, oh, there's the museum. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's a really special building, and so... That's, That's my great. favorite one to have all the history. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, okay, speaking of all these different signs and buildings and repurposing and many lives, how do you feel, Allison, that um, our history has shaped St. Charles? Well, I mean, we can pick out a couple landmarks here in St. Charles, and without them, the landscape will be completely different. With So Hotel Baker, the Arcata Theater, Main Street Bridge, the Methodist Church, Baker Memorial Church, the community house where the park district is, those were all funded because of Colonel Baker and Lester and Delora Norris. And without them, wow, we can you imagine our downtown without no those contributions no. to St. Charles? Uh, they, you know, loved this town and thought it was important to be philanthropist and support their community and make it the best it could be. And really, the museum wouldn't be around either. I mean, without, you know, and they also built City Hall. Yeah. And this is, that was actually the first home for the museum. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, without them, you know, our history would, and necessarily wouldn't be here, but we maybe wouldn't have as long as the history saved as we do. We have 85 years of records at the museum. That's amazing. And so, you know, really thinking about how our community has been shaped, just those handful of buildings yeah absolutely says so much about our community right and without their legacy we wouldn't have the downtown we have now right 
very lucky community. What is one story about a St. Charles building that few people know about, and would you be willing to share that? Well, we talk about so many stories of the museum. We talk about being the pickle capital of the world and the fact that Pickle Packers International's headquarters were located here. We could talk about Menard Hall, which is right next door to the museum where the office is located today, where Abraham Lincoln uh, came and stayed and did speeches at. There's just stories in every building that are interesting and exciting and that's that's the beauty of this tour is that you can learn all those fun little tidbits like tight roping that the tight roping from the butler pratt <laughs> building main street bridge and how that was made there's just stories in every corner of this town that it's hard to pick just just one i mean there's so many just little stories that are interesting and exciting and people are like oh i didn't know that so that's the great thing about the walking tour is that you can find out, find out more. That's right. What we want, what we want people to do. That's Go find, right. find out more. Right. Um, so, Allison, are there any upcoming exhibits at the museum that you'd like to share? Yeah, we're really excited about our newest exhibit, temporary exhibit that just opened two weeks ago. It's called Homefront, Echoes of the Great War. Not many people know that it's the centennial of World War I this year, uh, the armistice, and the end of the conclusion of World War I. And it's a really special history uh, because it is really the forgotten war. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, when World War II was rolling around, it was really the, the first time that there was an opportunity to celebrate the veterans of World War I, but World War II was going on. Mm-hmm. And then Vietnam, and there's just never been an opportunity to, to take that, that moment to, to honor these veterans. Mm-hmm. And World War I really, at the end of the day, didn't accomplish a whole lot. And so, you know, America was in World War I for a moment, we, we came late to the game, but there's so many stories that uh, we, we actually have honored uh, all the different uh, armed services in this exhibit. All the artifacts in the collection uh, on exhibit are primarily from the museum's own collection that have we've had for a number of years. And what people might not know is that there was only one soldier from St. Charles that actually died in action, and that was Wilfred Oakes. So many of you might be familiar with Leroy Oakes. Uh, oh, yeah, part from of the, the Forest Dis- yeah, Reserve. Forest Reserve. Uh, that was Wilfred Oakes's younger brother. Uh, the Oakes family has been uh, very kind and lend a, lent us a number of things that we wow. uh, didn't have, including like the letter that they received from the War Department when Wilfred died. And wow. he died at he died literally a month before the armistice. He um, he was sick prior to the war. He was he was sick during this time. He he had gotten like dysentery, but he had gotten better enough that they put him back on active duty, and he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that there weren't men that didn't die from their wounds or sickness once they returned. Wilfred Oakes is the only one that actually died in action, and so okay. uh, we have a whole section in the, the exhibit that discusses that, and it's a really impactful exhibit. It actually runs until the first week of January, and then we'll um, be closed for three weeks for uh, maintenance and installing our next exhibit. So, so real quick, what are your hours at the History Museum? So we're open uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 4. Okay. Uh, anyone who wants to book a group tour, we take larger groups, and we can do a guided tour, okay. um, but call in advance. And, um, but Perfect. we're really proud of this new exhibit that just opened. So great. And I highly encourage people to come and learn a little bit more about World War One and the veterans that served. Okay. okay.
Cool. So, uh, you know, if people want to find more information about the walkable tour, uh, where can they find that as well? They can visit the St. Charles History Museum's website. You can Google St. Charles History Museum or visit www.stcmuseum.org. Okay, cool. That's great. I just would like to thank the History Museum, Anna, and all the people, the volunteers that put this together. Yeah. Because this is, this is an awesome collaboration and an awesome thing to do with your family, schools, anybody who would like to learn more about um, St. Charles. Yeah, big kudos to you guys. Very impressive project, and I'm looking very much forward to, to learning more. So That's great. Uh, yeah. So um, from the Downtown St. Charles Partnership, we would like to thank all of our listeners, and we hope to catch you next time on What's Up? Downtown. Downtown.